0: We're glad you're listening to Rema for Today.
1: So, I, just, I I used to say those years back there when I was 10, uh, well, part of 9, 10, 11, 12, I, I'm going to be a lawyer. I used to go, of course, I was physically handicapped. I, I don't mean I didn't have a limited childhood because I did, but I mean I just couldn't, couldn't go out all out physically like other children. But, but I'd walk you know, to the courthouse and, and climb the stairs and sit up the balcony and listen to lawyers argue cases all day long sometimes. And I was just sure uh, at a 10, 11, and a 12-year-old and I could have beat what some of them do in Argon cases.
0: You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen on The Spirit Within and The Spirit Upon, Volume 2.
1: Now when the apostles... Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas was just as much an apostle as Saul was. Said so right there, didn't he? Amen. He stood in that office now. I'm well satisfied. Like I said last night, when they laid hands upon him, a further anointing came upon them. Further qualifications to stand in this ministry and to perform this job. Well, thank God for the anointing. I I know the difference. I I was called to preach. I, I knew I was called to preach. I knew that all my life. And then there was a time when I was just a little bitty kid, but when I knew that. I can remember, you know, getting out in Grandpa's garden preaching to the cabbage heads. I preached to a lot of cabbage heads, I think, since then. You know, I never got any response from the cabbage heads, never changed their expression. I get tired of that and go over and preach to the bean vines. My oldest brother's here tonight. He's two years older than I. You know, somebody had asked us, you know, little kids, what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, he used to always say he was going to be a cowboy. That was first, and second, a truck driver. So he drove a truck and wore cowboy boots. He still drives a truck and wears cowboy boots. Now, they didn't ask me. I remember mama and granny would tell me, and I guess Doug being two years older, could remember, but I don't even remember this, you see. I, I, I do later now. But they said, you, you wasn't even old enough to talk plain. You couldn't even talk plain. They had asked Dub, you see, what are you going to be when you grow up? And he said, well, I'm going to be a cowboy or a truck driver. And they didn't ask me. They thought I was too little to know. They said you would speak up and say, I'll preach preacher. I'll preach preacher. What I was trying to say is I'm going to be a preacher. I had that in me. I had that call there. I knew it. I remember when I became bedfast and was born again now i knew god back there you see when i was a little because where did your spirit come from anyway came from god paul said you remember there in romans i was alive without the law he's talking about his spirit being alive to god i was alive without the law but he said when the when the commandment came sin revived and i died well that didn't mean he ceased to exist see death in the bible is not what the dictionary says death is the dictionary says death is a, means the cessation of life in the Bible death never means the cessation of life are you listening to me and spiritual death you don't cease to exist your spirit doesn't cease to exist it is just alienated from God separated from God and so when when I got old enough to reach the age of accountability you see of course and knew the difference between right and wrong Well, because of in the flesh in nature from Adam, you see, well, you didn't sin revived and you died. Your spirit was out of fellowship. I know when it happened to me, my spirit got out of fellowship with God and was nine years old, up to the time I was nine years old. Now, some people may go longer. It's according to your intelligence, according to your environment and influence. I've seen other little children that were saved. I know I know evangelists that got saved, died in the Holy Ghost, and he's four years old. And they're still preaching today. Praise God forevermore, you see. According to the environment and influence, people reach age of accountability earlier. But I know exactly when I reach it. I can tell you exactly. My spirit, all those nine years, was in contact with God. But at nine years of age, you see, I I lost that because sin came, the law came, sin revived, and I died. My spirit's no longer in fellowship with God. So I I, I used to say those years back there when I was 10, uh, well, part of 9, 10, 11, 12, I- I'm going to be a lawyer. I used to go, of course, I was physically handicapped. I-, I don't mean I didn't have a limited childhood because I did, but I mean I just couldn't, couldn't go out all out physically like other children. But-, but I'd walk, you know, to the courthouse and-, and climb the stairs and sit up the balcony and listen to lawyers argue a case all day long sometimes. And I was just sure uh, at a 10, 11, and a 12-year-old that I could have beat what some of them do in arguing cases. Amen, that's the truth. Well, I didn't know a lot about law. I learned a lot about it. You know, listen to them. But it's sort of like one of the Supreme Court justices said in advising a young lawyer. He said, if you know the law, dwell on it. If you don't know the law but know the facts, dwell on the facts. If you don't know either one of them, pound the table. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, I- I'm going to be a lawyer. But then when I became totally bedfast at 15 years of age and was born again, born again, at twenty minutes to 8 o'clock in the South Bedroom at four hundred five North Condon Street in the city of McKinney, Texas, on April twenty second, nineteen thirty-three. The minute I was born again, the first thing I said, Lord, you get me up here and I'll go preach. No, the Lord didn't get me sick. I was on the devil's territory, and he he well, I was born that way to begin with. Well, you see, the the anointing was in me because I was the Holy Ghost came in me there when I was born again. Now my spirit's back in contact with God, back in fellowship with God, restored unto God. Are you listening to me? And so then, there I was right again, my spirit in contact with him, I knew. Oh, spiritual things are just as real as physical. Spiritual things are just as real as mental. The trouble with us is that we live so much in the mental realm, so much in the physical realm, that spiritual realm of life is so dim. But dear friends, if you'll walk in the spirit, And live in the word of God and in fellowship with God. Spiritual things will become more real to you. Till after a while, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Spiritual things will become more real to you than your husband or wife. Your spiritual things will become more real to you than the automobile you drive. Bless God or anything in the natural. But you see, if you live, even though you've been born again, even though you touch that supernatural realm in the new birth, and even in an added dimension in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you live in the flesh and let the natural dominate you, spiritual things will seem so small and insignificant. Once in a while, you'll have a great experience. You see, you'll come back, you'll swing over there and get into contact with God Said, oh, isn't that wonderful, isn't that wonderful? And then before you know it, it's all gone. You're back in the natural. Well, come on, bless God and just walk in the spirit. Live in that realm and enjoy fellowship with him every single day. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Give, give your spirit the privilege to fellowship with the with the Father of spirits. God is called the Father of spirits in the Bible. Praise His holy name. And so you see, I said, I'll, I, the minute that I, my spirit was back into fellowship with God and restored him to God, then I said, Lord, get me up in here and I go preach. See, well, I knew I was supposed to be in the ministry, and that's all I knew was preach. Well, when I first started, that's all I did was preach. That Jesus said here, the Bible said that Jesus read from Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to preach. Now, he had the anointing to stand in all of these offices, you see, because he was called unto all of them, and he did stand in them. Uh, very often, we'll start out in one office. I pointed to you Barnabas and Saul were in, a, in, in other offices, and then one unto another one. And so I had the anointing to preach. Oh, man, I like to preach. See, I didn't have the baptism of the ghost, but the anointing would come on me See what I mean? The anointing to stand in these offices, if God called you to it, is different than, it, it's the same spirit, but it's a different anointing, different than the anointing in you in the new birth, different than the dimension in you in the baptism with the Holy Ghost. So the anointing would come on me. Oh, I studied, I was always studious, always. See, I got started off that way because I, I, as a little kid, I couldn't run and play. What oh, I did limitly, but not like others, and so I'd do a lot of reading. You know, you got to entertain yourself some way or another. Sit around and listen to the old folks talk or read, and uh, and so uh, uh, I, I I've always done a lot of reading, and then I just carried that same thing over into to the spiritual realm when I became a Christian, and so I prepared myself. Oh yes, and and, and I, I always, even back there as a young Baptist boy preacher, I always uh, I, I learned to preach. You know, because I studied from outline. And studied something about homiletics and so on and so forth. And I always had an outline in front of me. I don't think I ever preached one outline in my life. Never finished one of them. Because when the anointing came, if you wanted me to go a different way, I just went that way. If I was on point number one, I just forgot about point two or three or four. I went with the Spirit of God, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. I used to back there before I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I preached so fast until the congregation would say, slow down, slow down. We don't get half of what you said, man, just like a trip hammer. You know, the anointing was there to preach. I loved it. I'll be honest with you. I was a preacher, and I didn't like to teach. Well, I was a preacher. I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, spoke to other tongues, received the left foot of fellowship from among the Baptists, came over among the Pentecostals, and and I am still a preacher. Not a teacher, a preacher. Not a prophet, a preacher. Amen. A preacher. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. That's all I did was preach the gospel. I only had one message. Even though I was pastor, my message wasn't to the saints. My message was to the sinners, salvation message, only one I had. And, and then we, we, my wife and I, after we were married, we accepted the pastor to a little full gospel church in the Blackland North Central Texas. And they said that it's a custom, you know, that the pastor teach, you know, an auditorium Bible class. And, oh, well, just to placate them, I said, okay, I'll do it, you know. Oh, never was so glad anything in my life when that class was over on Sunday morning. Uh, We we had Sunday school literature, you know, and they all had a pupil's book and I had the the teacher's book, you know, had more material in it, you know, twice to three times as thick as the little old pupil's book, student's book, you know, and and, and I'd I'd wait. I'd be honest with you. I'd just wait sometimes till Sunday morning. Wouldn't look at that Sunday school book. I just didn't like to teach. That's not my, that's not my thing. You know, I'd wait sometimes till just a little bit before Sunday school time, pick up the book. Never, I don't think, they'd look at it before Saturday night anyway. And most of the time, maybe an hour before Sunday school time. A lot of time, people's already coming, you know, Parsons is right next door, and I'd pick up that and read through it. I had the capability, I didn't have that until I was born again, to read anything and never forget it. I always feel so sorry. I still do. Bless these people, dear, dear hearts, You just have to study, 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 read, 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 and then don't get half of it.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled, Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagen entitled God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagen entitled The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagen Burns entitled Holy Spirit The Ultimate Best Friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll free 1-888-888
1: We are going to be in Washington State.
0: Yes. Tacoma, Washington. That's
1: right. March 29th through the 31st at By His Word Christian Center. Pastors Jan and Sue Butler, they're in Tacoma, Washington. And then we're going to move over for April 1, 2, and 3 to Spokane, Washington. Yes. uh, There with the Spokane Christian Center with uh, Pastors Rick and Linda Sharkey. Uh huh. And you can go online at Rama.org and find out anything about our crusade schedule or whatever's going on or where we're going to be in the next crusade But
0: Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.